hey, John, you you really surprised me in this last uh, episode. You? you did. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking with the executive editor of Cycle World, who's, yeah. who's a fine, he's a fine writer. Uh-huh. Um, and when you challenged me to what the best quote of the whole article was, yeah. I just I thought it was crazy that you went for such a ridiculously sensational statement. He he said that Harley Davidson cleaned BMW's clock. That's so, but, the best part of the entire article. I just can't believe that you bit on that. I mean, that's just sensational. And what did you call it, Mark? Hyperbolic. Hyperbolic, everyone. Pull out your dictionary. <laughs> Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. On the line with us today for season five, episode one, Mark, is someone that took us a little while to get to, but we finally caught up with Justin Dawes, who is the executive editor of Cycle World Magazine. Welcome, Justin. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Welcome, Justin. It's great to have you. Um, really, really thrilled to read the article, uh, The Big Boar Adventure Shootout uh, for 2022's Really a fascinating um, and in-depth uh, comparison. We loved it. So, so Justin, Great. I know I know you're limited in time. You're a busy guy. Um, <laughs> this this article made uh, made some waves, did it? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, that's a, that's an understatement. I've uh, been kind of nonstop hate mail since uh, December twenty first. <laughs> <laughs> Large adventure motorcycles for me. All that hate me all coming from Harley Davidson fans who don't like the direction of uh, the Pan America. It's it's a it's a mix. It's uh, mainly many people that are incredulous that um, Harley Davidson could actually build an adventure motorcycle that can not only compete with um, probably the gold standard of all adventure motorcycles, the BMW R1250, um, but actually. Uh, come out on top of that motorcycle. So, yeah, I, I will say um, that that Justin, I I uh, when I when I saw this article come out, I mean, I I, I got to think it was moments after you folks released it. It was uh, it was rapid, you know, like went went viral through every uh, all my friends texting it around, sending emails for days. This went on. So, um, what, what tell me, you know. Just kind of take a step back. You, you originally the article. If you haven't read the article, folks, you should certainly just do a quick Google search on 2021 Big Boar Adventure Shootout Cycle World. But uh, the the lead into this is that you wanted to kind of take these bikes, uh, the BMW R1250, the GS model, the Ducati Multistrada, and the Pan America. You wanted to take these out for a long range, some really extensive, long term riding. But your article opens up, hey, yeah. it's just not an option in the days that we're living in today. So you went on really an intense three-day uh, ride out. In, and I, I guess I wasn't aware, but you went out in, was it Utah? Is that where you, southern Utah, you yeah. went out riding? Yeah, so we, ended up, we ended up in southern Utah. The original plan was to uh, do what's called the Mighty Five in uh, Utah, which is five national parks. Okay. Um, which would have taken us uh, over a week. And we would have been covering about three to four hundred miles per day, um, 
but that was we had plans to include uh more motorcycles than the three that were included but um you know these days of of covid and uh delays on product and shortages and um you know we couldn't get uh the ktm yamaha uh triumph they just didn't have motorcycles available for us to test so we had to kind of pare it down and because of that we decided to um kind of live the reality of what actually most adventure motorcycle riders really do which is a long weekend you know three four days um, rather than a, a week or a week and a half out on the road. Um, that's that's the reality of most adventure bike riders, right? You put it in your garage and you, you dream of riding it to Alaska or to Patagonia, but in reality, you're you're mostly going to spend your time doing long weekend rides. So, so that's what we did. So you go out to Southern Utah. Uh, you've got a team of folks working these, and I, I know you're, you know, I don't want to destroy the entire article for someone that wants to read it, but Ultimately, you, you did some in-house testing before you did this, but you brought it out to Southern Utah because that that appears that that's you've got all the different ranges: asphalt, dirt, fast dirt, slow dirt, yeah. um, altitudes. Eleven thousand feet. You took these things up. Yeah, it's um, it, in Southern Utah. There's there's so much you can ride, and it's it's a very um, power sports friendly state. Um, so there's tons of trails, there's tons of roads. Um, and uh all kinds of different terrain so we had great twisty asphalt roads um we had sand we had desert we had mountain roads we had rocky stuff and yeah we went from um you know uh like 3000 feet all the way up to um over 11000 feet at the highest elevation that we saw so justin so it's just i love southern utah it's it's probably my favorite place in the world so um I kind of I always keep it in my back pocket for epic shootouts because uh, can't always go there, but when we do, we we do it with something good that's worthwhile to do it there. So, so Justin, when you were entering in to do this and you had those three bikes in front of you, um, you must have had some 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 ideas about what you were going to experience before you got on them. Uh, were you surprised yourself? Well, the you try to keep preconceived notions out of testing. Um, that's one of the most important parts of being a motorcycle tester is, yeah, you, you kind of have an idea because I've ridden all three of these bikes previously before we got all three together. Um, I've spent tons of time on the, the BMW. Um, I've done a couple rides on the, the Multistrada and uh, I've got quite a few miles under my belt on the Pan America. But um, I always reserve judgment until I get all of them together in terms of uh, doing a shootout because um, you've ridden all of those three bikes, but you've ridden them in different places. So until you have them all together, same place, same time, it's hard to definitively or even uh, expect any uh, certain outcomes. So I, uh, I always, for myself and the test riders, it's always you know start your start off with a. a a blank slate in your brain and uh, build it as we ride. So that's what we do. Well, it's, uh, I appreciate that you did that. And so those, those folks that wrote you back, um, couldn't, who were incredulous that Harley Davidson would have, uh, provided such a, an exceptional, uh, adventure motorcycle. 
what why what did they say how did they doubt you what was what was their take on it mm-hmm. you know perhaps they had written um, them too there's all kinds of takes on it um a lot of them are just basically you know how how can BM, how can harley davidson beat bmw at their game first year out first model you know first adventure model um how do how do they how could it be possible? You know, BMW has been doing GSs for 40 years. Um, it just doesn't seem right. Um, then you have the other people that, um, you know, see Harley Davidson as a, a, a motorcycle company that builds vintage motorcycles with a 2022 or 2021, um, you know, year or model on them. And that's not the case. I mean, Harley Davidson really, there's a lot of engineering that goes into modern Harley Davidsons to make them look the way they do, sound the way they do, but be modern and pass all the emissions and give you the right quality that you would expect from a modern motorcycle and all that stuff. And you don't see it. They do a really good job at hiding that. And now they've flipped that script and they're doing it. They're showing what they can do and they're flaunting it rather than hiding it. And that, that makes it hard for a lot of people to understand that they can do it if they wanted to do it. And, you know, that's what ended up happening. So so I think, um, Mark, and I'm not sure if you know this story or not, but I'm going to let Justin tell it. Um, Cycle World has not always been, and I know they're, they're, like Justin said, he tries to go into this with a, with a little bit of, you know, not a preconceived notion, right? But Cycle World has not always been, that nice to Pan America or, or maybe didn't give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, Justin? Exactly. I was, uh, you know, the, in 2018, they dropped the the video with the Pan America and I, I broke down that video basically frame by frame. I went through every bit of information I could get. I looked at everything and I basically was like, well, it, looks pretty chunky uh you know i didn't <laughs> i don't know yet you know it looks like it has adjustable suspension it looks like it's you know this this long it looks like it's got this rake and trail all these numbers and i said but man if if there's no way it's going to be light because it's a harley davidson it's going to be heavy and i you know i kind of called harley davidson out on it a little bit and you know basically said if it comes in under 550 pounds I will buy everybody at Harley Davidson pizza and beer because that's how sure it was. It's going to be a fat pig. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite stories. Go on, keep say, keep talking. <laughs> so, so the the uh, the standard uh, Pan America twelve fifty comes in at five hundred and thirty four pounds. So uh, we went to the press launch, and um, in one of the slides in the presentation was the weight, and it basically said, you know, it had my quote in there. And then it said, you know, the, the bike weighs 534 pounds dry. Um, we're waiting for our pizza and beer. Please send it here. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I made good. I made good on my. You did um, on my words, and I ended up. Uh, we went to, to Harley Davidson to the uh, Performance Design Center, um, and uh, we bought pizza for like you know 400 people. <laughs> it was pizza and beer. Yeah, so I made good. It was a, it was pretty wild. It was cool. That was a man cool. of man of your word, Justin. Worked on the bike and make good on a cool little bet. It's a good story. That was it's a it's a great story because because here you are uh, just a, a few years ago, 2018, you know, calling them out, and I'm sure that 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 
you know, I'm sure that the the design was already done and whatnot, but I'm sure it did not. Um, they did not let off the pedal. And like you said, um, I mean, the Panamerica is a, I mean, really it is a work of art. It's pretty amazing. The technology that, that goes into that. Tell us what, when you were out there in Utah, what did you, you know, what really pushed it over the edge for you? What was something that just, you know, they, they've got it down pat and this is really, um, a, a real adventure bike. What was the one thing that you felt like really pushed you over the edge? Well, there's, there's, that's the thing on this bike. It's not one thing that honestly puts it over the edge. It's it's a great all around bike, and that's the that's the 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 reason it won is that it could do everything first or second best. It never did anything the worst. Um, I mean, like the Multistrada, that thing is so freaking fast and so powerful and so insane. It's an amazing bike for going fast, but when you get in the dirt, it starts to feel heavy and it feels cumbersome. Where, you know, the 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 Harley Davidson, not quite as fast, but when you get in the dirt, it's really good. Um, and then when you compare it to the BMW, it's got way more power than the BMW. BMW is really awesome at slow, crawly rock things. Uh, where the the Harley Davidson is is probably second in that area, but then when you start going fast in the dirt, the Harley Davidson is absolutely the best bike. Um, and if it, it really comes in its own when you push it really hard in the dirt and you're traveling at faster speeds in the dirt. And when you added all that stuff up, it was at the, the top or second in every category. Um, and when it, when it came down to it, you add all those things up and yeah, it's number one. And it's because it's a great all around motorcycle. They did their homework. They understand the, the segment. They understand what, uh, what it would take to make a great adventure motorcycle and they did it. Yeah. There's a couple quotes that came from your article that I really uh, caught when I read them and, and you called it the most dirt like when it was pushed to its limits, uh, which I, which I think is really an amazing statement uh, considering the BMW's uh, reputation. And then you also said when it's fast and rough, the Pan America was the bike to be on. Uh, so that really does speak yeah. to its balance. And, uh, I, I, I really I agree with you. I think that the, the, the point of the whole model is that it is balanced. It, it, it's not the fastest, but um, it's most capable in, in these situations. So that, that, that's really awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's the truth. I mean, the, um, the electronics, the trash control, all that stuff works excellent in the dirt. Um, the suspension adjustment, um, you know, from, from going from off-road soft to off-road firm, you know, you can put it in the firm setting for me, and it's it works really well. I mean, even in the desert, when we went to the press launch, um, you know, I was bombing that thing to the desert. And um, I think it kind of actually surprised even the Harley guys, um, the engineer guys and stuff, to see how fast we could actually ride it. Um, they were kind of surprised, surprised a little bit on, on how quick we could actually get going on those things. And um, it just... Even when it does reach its limit, it's still pretty composed, and it goes straight when it needs to go straight, and all those things. And then you just add in rad features like the adaptive ride height, and it's it's super cool. I mean, that made moving around in in the dirt and off camber sections, and you know, turning around for photo shoots and stuff, so much easier when the bike lowers itself and you can get both feet on the ground and you know get the bike maneuvered much easier than um, some of the taller bikes. 
So Justin, what sort of advice could you share with John and I? As you might imagine, the Pan America is bringing in to our uh, dealership a, a very different kind of rider um, than we are used to. Uh, and we're aware that the adventure rider is quite a different character than the, the typical Harley Davidson rider. What would you what would you give us for some advice in terms of opening their minds a little bit uh, to 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 giving the Pan America a, a whirl? Because, as you said, most people just don't make that association or really can't believe that it's even possible. How how would you approach the adventure rider coming into a Harley Davidson dealership? I would uh, I would have a demo unit <laughs> available. That would be the number one thing. Um, I think once you get someone in the seat on that bike it becomes clear pretty quickly that it's it's very much an adventure motorcycle um but i mean you could you can point out all the features it's got all the requisite equipment um minus maybe the quick shifter um you know but it's got electronic suspension it's got um you know you can get you can get the uh the spoked wheels you can get it with knobby tires straight off the bat you can you know, it's it's very modular. It's got everything you need. It's comfortable. It's easy to touch the ground, um, and which I think is an important piece for maybe um, the crossover for Harley Davidson from maybe someone that actually hasn't considered an adventure bike, but now they've gone into their their Harley dealership and they're like, "What is that?" You're like, "Oh, it's an adventure bike." You go in the dirt and they're like, "Well, you know, I don't know. That seems..." like a pretty big motorcycle to be able to move around in the dirt. And you're like, well, sit on it, check it out. You can touch the ground. It's comfortable. It's, you know, great. It makes an excellent touring motorcycle too. So, um, but in reality, the, the proof is in the pudding when you ride it, I would say have a demo, demo bike available. And if they're an adventure person, they're going to be wild. And if they're not an adventure person, they're still going to be wild. So in the adventure, in the interest of fairness, you did have a couple of reservations about the Pan America. One of which was the, the yes. screen. Um, you had mentioned that the uh, that it was difficult to read, that the the typeface was really small. Um, how would you improve the Pan America going forward in in twenty twenty three? There would be there would be probably uh, just a, a small handful of improvements that it, I think it would really needs to put it over the the top. Um, one is the the TFT screen. Um, the touch screen's great; it works really good. Um, but the font is very small. Granted, you can you can scroll through all that pertinent information um, in the center section of the when you hit the info button. Um, <clears throat> but at a quick glance at speed, um, it's difficult to to see all the small fonts in the the four quadrants, I guess you'd call them, on the screen. Um, they just made them too small. They had the room. I don't know why they didn't use use up more space for each one of those pieces, but they didn't. Um, so that that was one of the things. Um, the windscreen um, is it's got really good wind protection, um, but it's a little flimsy and it's a little, it vibrates quite a bit in a tight position, um, <clears throat> and it the, the the mechanism to move it up and down does get clogged with dust and you got to blow it out to make sure it keeps working if you're riding in really dusty conditions you know like we were you know three bikes chasing each other riding dust all the time um it did it did gum up the works and make it difficult to adjust um wash the bike and that problem goes away so and for the 2022 um, the model i think it's missing oh go ahead uh, the other thing i think it's missing is uh a quick shifter um 
you know, all these these big uh, adventure touring bikes with high horsepower. They've got quick shifters, and this this bike doesn't. Um, it's kind of a maybe one of the only glaring emissions uh, by Harley Davidson on this motorcycle. And 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 I think you you already know this, Justin. But um, for our listeners, the 2022 version of the Pan America, they did increase the font size. Uh, so I I I don't know whether yep. you did us a favor, Justin, or whether that was in the works. But uh, either way, thank you. Because, yeah, I'm, um, I'm sure they got feedback, you know, right away um, from our press launch that was in in May. But I think it was probably already in the works. Um, sure. You know, <clears throat> having worked at a excuse me, having worked at a a couple of major manufacturers. I know the um, the way that product development cycles work, and sometimes you're up against the clock, and you just can't get everything done that you want to get done in that first year. Sure. Um, and I think that was probably the case on some of those things. Well, I know we are uh, running low on time, Mark. You you uh, quoted um, out of the article, I, I and you said one of your favorite quotes. I, I don't understand why you missed the best quote of the entire article. No, I have that one too. I was saving that what, for you. What was the best art? What was the best quote of the entire article? The best quote of the entire article? Yeah. Well, it's certainly the last paragraph. Was it the last paragraph? I think so. What, what, what was the last one? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a touch long, but if you want me to read it, I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's say, I want to see if we match up. We very rarely match up, Justin. Uh, Mark and I, Mark is off in another world. And so let's see. <laughs> Well, in conclusion, it said that Harley-Davidson has done it all in year one. In its first test, the Pan America has soundly beaten both the odds-on favorite ADV all-time champion and an insanely fun, fast Italian beast. Again. Its lively engine split the difference between the V4's rev-happy power and the GS grunt and simply worked in more situations in the competition. Yeah, again, we, uh, uh, for probably the... 10,000th time we did not match up my favorite quote was the but bmw rested on its laurels just a moment too long and the new kid on the block cleaned its clock not that this clock needed cleaning necessarily it's still a finely crafted motorcycle i just i just love that yeah, I I'll agree with you. I came running over to you when I read when when we were reading the article. I was like, mm-hmm. that pair that sentence for it's not because of what what he says as much as just the 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 it's a, such a nicely well, crafted yeah, sentence it is, as but well. Far be it for me to question the executive editor of Cycle World, but it was a bit hyperbolic to be oh, honest come with on. you. I mean, clean <laughs> to suggest that it, you know the Pan America cleaned the clock. Of the standard in the industry. Exactly. Is, That's why it was it's wonderful. It's a little hyperbolic. Oh, whatever. Because call it, it whatever it, the hell it, you want to call bit. it. <laughs> sometimes we gotta. Sometimes we have to be a little hyperbolic. Um, <laughs> I would say that it did. It did. It did. Uh, it did clean its clock in in the fact that um, by the end of our our ride, it was basically everyone wanted to be on the Harley more than the other two bikes, and that usually that usually tells the tale of almost any shootout we do is, um, you know, you take multiple bikes, you spend multiple days on them. Um, when it gets down to the end of the test and everyone's tired and everyone's ready to go home, everyone's uncomfortable and sore and tired from riding their butt off and, you know, doing wheelies and stuff for the photographer and doing kind of silly stuff that makes it look cool. Um, 
you want to be on the best bike on the way home, right? And <laughs> um, in this case, it was it was the Harley. Everyone wanted the Harley on the ride home. So. Well, brand, brand loyalty being what it is, especially amongst BMW riders, Harley Davidson still has its work cut out for oh, it. Sure. Despite this wonderful review and this first this first debut, it's going to still take more to change the mind of the average BMW rider that they should change to a Harley Davidson for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's oh, one of the reasons. One of the reasons why this is such an interesting model for us and uh, to have on our showroom floor is because it does bring in this whole new demographic it of does. people. And I, I, I think it's very exciting for the for the motor company that this this extra dimension has opened and it's fascinating. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a big slice of the uh, of a of a whole nother segment that, that Harley Davidson wasn't tapping into. Um but on the flip side it also is cool because I think it's going to bring more riders into adventure touring just by being in Harley Davidson dealerships, which I think, so I think it's, it's cool both ways. It's really cool for Harley Davidson to be able to, to get into this market. But I also think that it's cool that Harley Davidson got into the market to bring more people into it. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, I know you're uh, a busy guy and you were able to carve out some time for us. I really, really appreciate that. I know you got plenty on your plate. We really do appreciate your time, and uh, um, we're just uh, we're looking forward to the next article. You guys do a wonderful job over at Cycle World. Thanks for carving out the time for us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, look forward uh, next for the twenty twenty twos. We'll be uh, doing the Harley against the Triumph uh, Tiger twelve hundred and the uh, KTM uh, twelve ninety Adventure. Uh, so. Um, we're going to put the, the winner up against the, the two newcomers for 2022. Love it. See what happens. We love that. When will that, when will that be out? Uh, those bikes um, aren't even available yet. Uh, the Triumph, I think we're going to see probably sometime around March or April. Um, and uh, the KTMs are starting to show up in the U.S. Uh, actually right now. Awesome. Um, so um, I would say that test probably won't be completed until mid-year okay well we'll we'll look forward to that can't wait for the challenge yep justin thank you so much thank you justin thanks for listening to the behind the bars podcast sponsored by wilkins harley davidson stay tuned for our next exciting podcast check out additional information on wilkinsharley.com